Hello and welcome to Selfie Development, a podcast about the weird and wonderful world of wellness and self-improvement. Each episode, we'll be looking at different topics and asking what actually works and what is kind of bullshit. I'm Katie Gordon, a yoga teacher and coach. I'm Annabelle Lee, a writer and ex-yoga teacher. You can come and find us at Selfie Development Pod on Instagram, where we'd love to hear from you. We are talking self-development, but kind of sceptical, asking if it really helps, cutting to the chase and seeing if working on yourself can actually be a force for good. Are you ready for some selfie development? I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) So this week we're chatting about small pleasures. So the little things we do to make ourselves feel better, self-care, wellness practices, all those kinds of things my favorite do you have things that you do regularly or any particular practices or treats that you love doing well what i know what you and i both love <laughs> is getting our nails done because yeah. we are basic it's, it's <laughs> so basic but i just love it it's like i feel like a new person when i have my nails done mm. like 100 percent. like someone that is in control has time to because I don't really but I do I just feel like it makes me feel so much better yeah I used to do my own for a long time and I used to always have nail varnish because I used to bite my nails so it stopped me doing that and then I guess about eight months ago I found this amazing person and I'm just obsessed with it I love it it's such a treat it is a treat but like my my dad would be like what are you doing why are you spending money on that yeah totally and a lot of other people as well would be like such a waste of money and that was like what was so annoying in the pandemic when like the beauty industry was like so like Mm. just had such a bad time of it and no one cared (laughs) because it was like seen as superfluous like extra non non non-urgent stuff yeah it's like actually for lots of people well obviously for the people who do that work that yeah it's kind of important Mm -hmm. but also like for their customers actually is important yeah I mean there's a lot of skin stuff like rosacea and and severe acne and stuff that is actually can be really like crippling but also things like getting your nails done getting your lashes done whatever it is you like doing like going for a facial just because it's mainly women that do it and you don't have to do it it's kind of frivolous whereas I mean, we can take the example of my dad again. Like, would would spend eighty quid on on some cricket tickets? I can't think of anything worse than watching paint dry or watching cricket. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spend my money on that, but I do want to spend my money on my nails. Yeah. But why is that more worthwhile than going and having a chat with your yeah. nail tech? And, and most of her clients are friends of us like hairdressers like they get to know your lives and you get to know theirs and it's a point of connection as well yeah because I love a massage as well mm. like that is more of a treat for me um but I think and I have to try and find this research for the show notes that there's like some research that talks about touch being such um a powerful tool yeah for some people like that might be the own the only like touch that they've got but like Mm. it can be like such a healing and I've worked before with massage therapists and like you know it it really is like obviously like it's helping your muscles or maybe help your lymphatic drainage or whatever but actually that connection yeah is so like powerful and such a wonderful thing and such a treat 
Um, I've definitely seen that research as well. I, I mean, I can't remember where it comes from exactly, but there is research on how important touch can be. And massage, I mean, it's also a lot of people have stuff going on in their bodies. I'm not saying that massage can necessarily solve it all, but it can definitely make you feel better yeah, in your body. Totally. And not just like, oh, my sore neck's gone. Yeah. But I've had a really relaxing hour and a half where I haven't had to talk to anyone or do anything. And a lot of people don't really get that time yeah. in their day. But it is it's expensive and it should be because people doing it generally spent a lot of money on training and are well qualified. But... It is a luxury. Yeah. And that is the thing. Like, obviously, you have to have the time. You have to have the money. Yeah. Like, it's a big it's a big treat. But it's such a... Um, yeah, it's such a nice thing. I really want do. a massage. I know. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> so do I. I know, I know who I want to go and call and book in. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What are your petty joys? As discussed, nails, I really enjoy... I also got into skincare quite a lot over the pandemic. I bought um, Caroline Hyron's book, Skincare, I think it's called. I'll link in the show notes. That is like, what products you need, when you need to put them on, how it all works. Um, Because I was just like, there's so much out there. I don't really remember why I started doing it, but um, I got really into just cleansing my face really nicely and using like a fresh flannel putting oil on, something really nice about that, ending the day like that. Yeah, I like think when routine. You're, yeah, and like when you're busy or, I mean, parenting or you don't have much time to yourself, 10 minutes putting some cleanser on and a fancy oil. Yeah. It's just really lovely and it doesn't have to be expensive either. Like there's so many brands that do cheap stuff or even like some of the... Um, chemists do their own brand stuff which is pretty good now so you can still get a nice cleanser and moisturizer for like an all right price yeah i got really into the ordinary i really stuff, okay yeah and i bought because i kept reading things like skincare in your mid-30s and <laughs> so i was like <laughs> bought the retinol which right. i do think it's really good but obviously it's really bad with the sun so you have to make sure that you've because it's like put your sunscreen on put your sunscreen on which you should be doing anyway but and then I guess it was like coming up in my Instagram algorithm like like, they do this red um like extreme oh my god so it's like this really looks like you're bleeding hydrochloric acid I think isn't that what you put bodies in (laughs) hydrochloric acid Um, anyway some sort of acid it's yeah it's yeah, it's like A H A alpha hydroxy yeah acid? something like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's, it's so and it's like a quite it's called like peeling mask or something. Peeling like mask. That. It yeah. like it looks like a vampire facial because yeah. like your skin goes really red. Yeah. You look like a umpalumpa. I think everyone on Instagram bought that. Yeah. Yeah. And the, but then did it re- like cuz it's so painful. <laughs> so I can't I it, I felt like it was alright, but I I've got rosacea so I don't use anything on my cheeks I just use it on my forehead and my chin but I haven't like it's not something that is in my in product list no it does make your skin look I do think it's a bit it of a novelty make, isn't it it does make your skin look good but then anyway I was like I can't use this anymore because it's so painful and then I saw someone using it on their feet 
on their oh. dead skin, on their feet. We and tried I, it. Yeah, I did do that. It actually was really... Does it? But then I was like, why have I put this on my face? That's so wrong. Right. But uh, I think it's obviously, it's just an extreme thing. You know, it's a maybe like once a fortnight treatment. It was right. not every day. It's like an Instagram yeah. thing, isn't it? I felt, yeah, the hype. Yeah, it's probably all over TikTok as well, but I wouldn't know because I'm too old. <laughs> that I think, though, the same about skincare. Having a nice routine. It just, I don't know what it is about it. I think there's something about, like, control. There's such a good bit from Schitt's Creek when he, um, Dave was, like, talking about his eight-step skincare routine. Oh, right. And I just, like, yeah, I think there is something about it, isn't there? Which I guess is the same as the thing with the nails. It, it's, like, a tiny little thing. mm and if a lot of things maybe do feel outside of your control, like parenting or work or running a business or like being a human. Or a global pandemic. A global pandemic, global warming. Yeah. <laughs> like, the shitstorm of the or, world. Yeah, yeah, all of this horrible, well, this life that we live in. Like, mm. I think there is something about having these things that can help you feel like the world is going to shit, but at least my <laughs> skin looks nice. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is totally like silly but actually like if that's going to help you feel in control yeah. there are some things that you can control and it's not all it's not comp- you know like life is like essentially fundamentally chaos mm. so if there are things that help you have that sense of control in whatever way like why not why not yeah. like if it's not hurting anybody else if you know you're not spending loads of money on it if it's you know, yeah. you can afford it. You like you work out what works for you. Then, yeah, I feel the same about like flower, like having like fresh flowers on my living room, in my living room or yeah. my kitchen table. I think it would be interesting to sort of dig a bit into capitalism and how this functions within that, and like what we're being forced to like enjoy. Yeah, because part of me is like. I'm enjoying this, but I also know that I'm spending money on how I look. Yes. And part of the enjoyment is that I look nice. And so, and like with flowers, your house looks a certain way. When people come to visit, it smells like... Yeah. There's something slightly insidious mm, about all that. Does totally. that make sense? No, 100%. Because why is it that women especially have been conditioned to think that flowers are a gift for women... Or, like, skincare is a gift for women. Or, yeah. ba- like, bath stuff. All this stuff is about, like, how you look or how your house looks. Or, um, and I was listening to another podcast this morning, uh, which was about Kim Kardashian. And right. So it's cancelled, which is in great podcast. I don't know if you've. No, I don't know. Oh, that. okay. That's okay. one for the list and would recommend. So they talk about celebrities and their like supposed cancellations and they were talking about Kim Kardashian and saying that she's like a double agent for the patriarchy because so much of what she promotes is so tied with like how women look yeah so, like you know this isn't really skims what, and skims diet lollipops yeah. like this isn't necessarily like what we're talking about right now but it's the same kind of thing like these like ultra feminized mm. things and like that we think how much of it is like that I actually like flowers yeah and, and how, how much, much is yeah. is it like society has taught me mm. that I like flowers and nice houses have flowers in yeah and smell nice yeah and like nice women have good skin yeah and nice like house. you've got to you know put your anti-aging retinol yeah 
it's so tricky, isn't it? Because is it feminist to care about how you look? Oh, God, I don't know if we've got time to know that. <laughs> no, but yeah, totally. I was reading uh, a while ago, I read an essay by, I think it was Gia Tolentino about self-optimization. I think she touched on this in, in that about how usually I think it's women, even your self-care is about making yourself better. So you're not kind of, self-care isn't necessarily like, right, I'm having a two-hour nap. And I suppose this is also a capitalist thing, isn't it? It's like, we'll have a nap so that I can function better in order mm. to produce more. Attractive people, let's face it, get an easier ride. Yeah. How much of it is really about our own pleasure and how much of it is how we want to present ourselves or how we want to be perceived or all those kinds of things. It's really hard to separate that out. But also, if you get too caught up in it, how do you enjoy anything? If you're like overanalyzing, like, am I buying this dress because I like it or because I want to present an image of wearing this dress? It's probably a bit of both, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, that Gia Tolentino essay is so good. You recommended that yeah. to me. Um, and I think there's so much in that about even our pleasure has become another form of work. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, when I think about what I've been finding pleasurable recently, Quite a lot of that is spending time on my own. Yeah. But actually, when I spend time on my own, quite a lot of that is doing laundry, tidying the house, getting things organised. Not really that fun. Yeah. But there's something about having a break from other people. Yeah. But your work is quite social, isn't it? Yeah, that's like, true, yeah. Like, because you're in a communal space. Mm. A lot of the time, right? Yeah, and I do like being on my own. That's good for me to be on my own. But it's also like being on my own so I can get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that funny thing, isn't it? Of like, I feel better when I've got clean sheets and a tidy house and the dishwasher's on and all that. But like, is that really pleasure? Yeah. And I guess, so there was a really interesting study that has just come out, which said that half of women mm. since the pandemic don't exercise regularly. During and after? Well, I don't know what it was before, but now, okay. like, in the like post-pandemic UK, 50% of women don't exercise regularly, which is not great, but it's like not surprising because women are carrying the brunt of like so much other stuff. Of course, like exercise, which we all probably like fundamentally know is like good for us like our bodies and our like mental health it's really super hard yeah when to you're, find time because when you have been like so conditioned to be like i've got to like do the sheets mm. i gotta keep the house nice i've got like do all this extra yeah. stuff also it's like it's hard to like motivate yourself especially if you've lost it like i for sure have exercised a lot less like yeah me too for sure until like the last six months the only times that I've actually like done I mean exercise in like a gym structured way have been when I've worked with a gym downstairs so in a corporate job where we had a gym in the basement and now I have a gym downstairs with me yeah because it's also like the time to get there as well like if you want to do an hour workout you've got to factor in like at least 15 minutes maybe a shower maybe not depending on how, how hard you're working 
But yeah, I'd be interested to see what they class as exercise and what that stat is for men. Do you happen to know? Let me have a little look. Like, do they count like walking and stuff as exercise or housework as exercise? Because I mean... Okay, so it's intense exercise. So okay. it's probably cardio. So like running, um, I guess the gym, cycling. It would be anything that's classed as like breaking a sweat exercise, okay. basically. So right. nearly 50% of women do know intense exercise. Um, more than half said lack of time due to work was a barrier. Um, and according to NHS, vigorous exercise includes running, swimming, gymnastics, or an aerobic class. So I guess maybe like a vinyasa yoga class you right. would count, but maybe you wouldn't count like a yin class. Right, I yeah. guess. So it was Nuffield Health showed that the percentages are lower for men. Just over a third have not exercised in the past 12 months. Uh, lack of motivation is the cause. Um, 38% of women blame lockdown for making them quit the habit of exercise. More than a third said their physical health deteriorated in the previous 12 months. And 47% said they failed to engage in any vigorous exercise. Does sex count? Ooh. <laughs> is it? I mean... I feel like... Probably not. <laughs> Depends how vigorous it is, I guess. Um, so it's a third of men and half of women. Yeah. But their reasons are different as well there, right? Like men said motivation and women said time. Is that right? You, I think women said motivation as well. But okay. also I think a lot of women said like time. And I guess like the whole, well, not for, well, for some women, I imagine the sort of real like blur of work and life. Mm and extra commitments maybe yeah that you may be not going to the gym on the way home from work yeah like I used to go to the gym after work mm. and then come home and then it was done yeah and now I don't go to work <laughs> so I go anywhere so I don't go anywhere <laughs> um do you exercise now or not really well I just I've literally because I've been feeling so bad like because I've got this chronic hip thing yeah going on. and so I've I have just been feeling so bad and I was away last week and I was like, I've got to do something. I do yoga at home mm -hmm. on my own, self-directed, which is mainly just <laughs> lying on the floor. A little stretch and a lie down. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so I've just started. I'm doing a couch to 5K now. Are you? Because I was looking at gyms and I couldn't find one which suited me and it was exactly what you're saying. Like, I knew I won't do it if I have... Because if I have to go out... I was a member of a gym. Mm. And I used to go to classes there. But it, it doesn't fit in with my routine. Yeah. So I was just like, no, I've got to do it. And I've been reading Atomic Habits, which we're going to talk about. Mm. And so I thought this would be a good test oh, for okay. me to see if I can... Your Atomic Habiting, your Couch to 5K. Yeah, so anyway, I'll report back on Do you like running? Um, I don't really like running. My husband is ran a marathon this year. He's like very like got like the physique of a runner. Like he's really tall and like lean. Okay. And so it like really pisses me off because he's just like a natural runner. So it's easy. So it's easier for him. I hate running. I'm like a natural couch potato. Yeah, I'm a natural <laughs> so, sitter. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a natural get my nails done person. Mm. So. Yeah, but I just I know I have done I have I used to run before. Okay. And I so I know I can do it. But it's just like and I know like for me like 
it's not just like the physical part of it although of course that's part of it but like mentally like yeah it just I'm just like I know I feel so good when I exercise I I cannot think of anything worse than running I mean it's like the ultimate punishment for me I've never got past the point you know you're supposed to get to that point where you're like oh this is great I've just only ever got to the point of I fucking hate this yes. and I wish it would end <laughs> but I do I enjoy um I don't do it at the moment but I enjoy swimming and I'm, I'm doing quite a lot of weightlifting at the moment which I'm really enjoying but again I suppose that's that question as well of like how much of this is in order to look a certain way how much of it is enjoying the process for me like lifting heavier is really fun there's a nice class dynamic and you know getting older I want to keep my muscle yeah from disappearing off the charts yeah but there's again this thing of like how much of it is, is pleasure how much of it is what we think we should be doing or I don't know I think with exercise it's clearer cut for me anyway that I've developed quite a conscious relationship to like I'll only do exercise that I enjoy yeah. I won't do anything that I don't enjoy because it's just not worth it yeah but do you think that's why you got in like into which obviously yoga is not just an exercise like, mm, disclaimer <laughs> disclaimer but like do you think that's why you got so into yoga because it was something that you enjoy doing mm, that's interesting I think my reasons for getting into yoga were quite different and I also practiced different styles at different points in my life uh, yeah I've never I hate team sports I hate competition anything like that I don't want to be involved but I think yoga for me has been both a way to punish my body and a way to embrace my body depending on different life circumstances so I think like any form of exercise it's something that you can use in a really positive way but it can also be not great for yeah. you so yeah I think it's I mean without getting into food and exercise and diet culture like I think it's complicated isn't everyone's relationship is quite personal yeah but now I enjoy it but that is mainly because I'm like People are like, oh, you should go to to do some cardio stuff. I'm like, no, thank you. I yeah. don't want to. I'm just going to do my walking and yeah. that's enough for me. Yeah. Walking with a podcast on. Yeah, probably Maybe my favourite thing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that is like, for me, that is like, with my dog, maybe a coffee. I'm like, that is such a treat. <laughs> yeah. Is that because you're on your own though as well? Often. Yeah. Yeah, often because I will walk. Yeah, like, and I lo I just love all of those elements, <coughs> and so, yeah, and I normally just walk around where I live for an hour. I think we're both coming to this as, as the parents of small children as yeah. well, which is going to obviously impact on anything where I can be alone <laughs> for a while. <laughs> yeah. It's really nice. <laughs> Um, I might even go for a run if it meant I could be on my own. But um, I think maybe that's why I like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a really interesting story in The Guardian a couple of uh, weeks ago about the end of ambition. Okay. And I so I don't I don't think they were related, but I saw on Twitter this meme that had gone viral, which was like, I don't want to be a boss, babe. I want to be a moss babe. I just want to lie down oh, on the yeah. rock. And there was that moss. picture of like, <laughs> no more hustle culture and like a little mouse in a toadstool. And yeah, stuff. totally. Yeah, yeah. 
Right. I think that there is definitely a sense of maybe like after the pandemic now, like this real optimization, like let's all become bakers and like start a business and yeah, monetizing your hobby. Monetize your hobby, like do your yoga at home like okay Mm. sure there does seem to be a bit of a vibe shift now in terms of people are just like all i just want to sit at home on my own or like be quiet and not drinking green juice and optimizing myself like there's i think there's something about like um there's a instagram account called the nat ministry it's kind of anti-capitalist run by a black woman i think um and it's the, the idea of resisting the urge to do more how we're supposed to always be doing stuff even rest is like productive and she talks about lying down yeah taking a break working less and i think you're right i think that is becoming more of a mainstream idea that actually maybe we don't need three foreign holidays two cars and an amazing house like Um, wouldn't you rather work three days a week yeah if you can and not having you said like monetize all our hobbies like yeah what like just doing hobbies that's kind of why I stopped teaching yoga because I was like I don't want to get paid for this Mm. like I just like doing it like yeah um yeah that sounds ideal but I guess what a lot of people find hard is like resting when like allowing yourself rest allowing yourself to stop yeah I find that really hard and I'm someone who like preaches that (laughs) yeah so Nat Ministry was founded in 2016 by Trisha Hersey and it's an organization that examines the liberating power of naps rest is resistance love it yeah check it out it's really like really interesting they do workshops and stuff it reminds me a bit of a book which um, our friend Rosie lent to me and we were both looking at it, which is called Laziness Does Not Exist. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a book by Devon Price. And in the book, they talk about how we've been so conditioned by society to see laziness as, as like, weakness because mm. it doesn't serve the capitalism or the patriarchy yeah. or, like all capitalism uh capitalism or colonialism like it's but actually it's so like ableist Mm. because it doesn't take into consideration wellness or disability or like people who need to rest people who need to rest more like physical health mental like there's so much tied up with it and and how you dismantle that i think it's really interesting that the people who are like so the the influence oh she wouldn't like being called an influence she's a businesswoman grace beverly she runs tala and shreddy and she's incredibly successful really inspiring i think she's great she wrote a book called working hard or hardly working something like that yeah. working but then hard, hardly working something like that which i enjoyed but like if you look at her instagram she is always fucking working seriously she clearly is working on that and like processing it in her own way. And that's not, I'm not trying to like send shade her way. Like, it, I get it. But it's really interesting that even people who are like really aware of this and aware of how important it is not to work, even just for like creativity and coming up with ideas, let alone for health or 
just to enjoy life, still find it really difficult to carve out that time. Like someone like that doesn't need to be more successful. She obviously enjoys what she does, but as an interesting like push and pull around success, rest, yeah. ideas, creativity, what is enough, what does success mean? And I think something that I've tried to work, like partly why I was interested in doing something on small pleasures is like I've tried to work on doing things that are like not productive and just enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the pandemic, like, there was nothing joyful about that time. And now that things are, are better, life is hard. The world is big and challenging. Yeah. So, like, getting some little bits of joy, even if, you know, can't be anti-capitalist all the time. I know, I know. <laughs> you know because it's, it's, it's another exhausting. thing to do, isn't it? I yeah. Know. And it's just like, I just want to freaking paint my nails and wear right. something stupid. <laughs> Because, it, like you say, like we can just, you could just try the best. You just, you just have to do the best. Yeah, but with I, what we have. I still feel guilty about it as well. I'm like, I spent forty quid on my nails. That's really extravagant. And like, I've got part of me going, it's fine. Like that's allowed. And part of me being like, you could have planted a tree. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> but it's like that episode of Friends where um here comes the wisdom that I'm referencing friends <laughs> where um oh my god I can't even remember if it's Joey or Phoebe is trying to do a truly selfless act sounds more like something Phoebe would do yeah it does it? doesn't it um and it's like but nothing's truly selfless because you're mm-hmm. doing the selfless act like because it makes you feel good yeah um and so even like planting the tree yeah okay, maybe you're replenishing some CO2, but you can't escape, we can't escape the systems in which we are. This sounds like my, like... No, but totally, you've got to work within... It is, like, we're in this, and so how... And, like, rest is resistance, and, like, joy is resistance as well, because Mm. pleasure, fine, like, to enjoy stuff. It it totally is, and it's like... (laughs) You know, you can get so wrapped up in it. Like, that tree is maybe, like, <laughs> delivered on a van which is emitting CO2 and is wrapped in plastic. Everything you do can fuck something up in some way, can't it? Yeah, and, and like, sometimes the least wellnessy things are the best <laughs> for your yeah. wellness. Like, so I went to Ibiza earlier this summer and I just had such a, like, pure, like, hedonistic time, like... Doing shots and raving. Yeah, like, like <laughs> did not, didn't really sleep very much, drank too much, like, lay about. Annabelle, like, I'd like to see this side of you. I just had such a good time, though, and I was, like, the whole the whole purpose of, and I just felt like everyone there, the purpose of everyone being there was just to have a really fucking good time. Yeah. And that was fine. Like, it's just here for, like, good vibes, like, vibey time. And I was just like, this is great. And, like... That's what I really needed, and that made me feel so much better than like yeah. going on a meditation retreat, yeah. and sitting with my thoughts. <laughs> I think, like, I mean, I can't think of anything worse than a meditation retreat, which I probably shouldn't say as a yoga teacher. <laughs> but um, 
sometimes you want a yoga class and sometimes you want a massive pizza and a couple of pints. Yes, 100%. And like both are fine. Yeah, absolutely. It, it can be... Yeah, it's just a scale, isn't it? And I think if you go too extreme on the like deprivation or overthinking everything yeah to the point of extracting because i think like the whole point of wellness or like self-improvement or whatever is allowing yourself to feel it all Mm, yeah feel the good bits feel the bad bits be be like have the ability to like notice it and not be so like in the moment that it's just passing you by yeah like have the skills and then you know it's just and enjoy the good bits when they're there yeah there's a phrase i have no idea where this comes from that i found really helpful um that is do what you can with what you have i mean i'm sure you've heard it before but i think that's really helpful it's like everyone has different capabilities different energy levels different abilities disabilities whatever financial levels as long as you're doing what you can to do good things with the resources that you have you're doing fine yeah. and it's all right to also do things that are frivolous or silly or that you just just for not even just for enjoyment because of course that's fine but like to do things that are like less viewed as worthy yeah like things that are not like worthy for example like getting your nails yeah. done there's absolutely no need. Like, I don't think there's anyone who absolutely needs to have their nails done. It is just frivolous, but it's, that's okay as well. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I think having your nails done, having a glass of wine, is okay. Should we go and get a massage? Let's. <laughs> so, to sum up... I mean, we don't really need to sum it up, do we? But small pleasures. What do you reckon? Small pleasures. Big impact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's made I me cringe. I knew you were going to do something like that. <laughs> um, small, yeah, but I, I think that's true, isn't it? Like a small pleasure, like going and getting your nails done. If you've got a good tech and gels, that can last for a month. And if you look at them every day and be like... I really love this. Then that's brilliant. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. I sh- I'll shout out my nail tech on the show notes as well. She's amazing. She's called Hayley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yours look good now. Thanks. I've got flames. Blue flames. I love them. I've just picked all mine off. Oh, no. Home... You need a nail tech. I do need I a nail tech. I give you a name. Mine look a bit budget <laughs> now. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm going to do this weekend. Okay, great. That's it. Okay. Enjoy your small pleasures. You you too. And um, yeah, see you see next you time. time. You have been listening to Selfie Development with Katie and Annabelle. For more updates, come and follow us at Selfie Development Pod on Instagram. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. This podcast was recorded at Everybody's Studio in Oxford. Thanks to Nick and Matt at Story94 for editing and production.